You're listening to the Pitch Invasion podcast, the podcast for football tribalists. Welcome back to Pitch Invasion. Now we've just just rather touched on a uh, local football. We're gonna now go through to England, where a dramatic weekend has just played through, and. Uh, uh, what it does mean is that, especially for the race for the top four, the three sides are still very much neck and neck. And uh, this after, Arsenal put in, I don't know if it was a masterclass, Ola, but uh, was, a very good was. tactical performance in, in, in uh, uh, I guess, getting one over Chelsea. Yes, it was. It was a tactical masterclass because, I mean, Una Emery coming into this game, in fact, Arsenal coming to this game was severely under pressure, mm. you know, uh, talks of you know, them not being able to sign players, they might be able to loan. And, you know, Manchester United's uh, um, revival under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, so they also have them breathing down their necks. And, you know, if they had lost this game, they would have been nine points behind Chelsea. And I'm trying to figure out where they would have made up that uh, deficit throughout the season. So this game was a huge game for Unai Emery. And, you know, I I thought uh, tactically, the interesting thing for me that I found was that, you know, the players that he put on the field, he put on a team that was there to work their socks off. Mm. And obviously there was always this been sorry, there's been this talk lately uh, about, you know, him and Mesut Ozil and whether Ozil will play, whether Ozil will start. And I think this is the sort of game that sort of exposes Ozil and vindicates Emery to say, look, the guy is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a worker. Mm. There's no way you're going to beat Chelsea if you don't work outside of just, you know, scoring and uh, providing assists. Yeah. And that's exactly what was needed to beat Chelsea. And I think that's what Arsenal have lacked in, um, even under Wenger in the last six, seven years was that, you know, the ability was there. You know, the, the, the technical side was there. The players were there, but he just could not get the guys to leave it all behind on the pitch. And that's what Emery is getting out of this team. And I'm now thinking, imagine you give Emery the budget that, you know, even Everton have. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You give uh, Emery that budget. You could have Arsenal seriously challenging. Look, I, I'm not going to say for the title, but I don't think Arsenal, you know, if they had a proper budget to start the season, would be outside of the top four. Yeah. And the other thing that impressed me over the weekend, I must say, guys, um, Gwenduzi, we're old enough to be Gwenduzi's father, <laughs> right? Some of us, okay? And this guy is playing against the top teams in the world, mm. pimples on his face, and he really had an outstanding game. He outplayed N'Golo Kante, he outplayed uh, Jorginho, he outplayed the entire Chelsea midfield, and this guy's 19 years old. So I think Emre, what he's doing well at Arsenal is that he's also changing the mindset of players. Yeah. And, you know, by bringing in competition in the team, it makes players just more hungry every week. I mean, you saw how that's worked out with Aubameyang and um, Lacazette. Yeah. You know, one week this guy will play, one week they won't play. And then the, ge- the game, the way they do play together, you know, they're called upon to guys, okay, you need to produce. So when I look at Arsenal uh, and the top four, I honestly think they are going to make it because Chelsea also have problems of their own that I think it's going to, I mean, no to come into a game of this magnitude with no striker, yeah. that's really <laughs> insane. It's, 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 a, it's a question I want to throw to you, Mika, as far as that is concerned. I mean, a disappointing showing from Chelsea, but I think even the, the comments from uh, Sari afterwards where he was questioning the mentality of his players, that tells you that perhaps things aren't as rosy as maybe they were a couple of months ago under Sari. Yeah, look, my, my, my biggest worry is, you know, Sarri came, came in with all of those hype and, um, you know, Chelsea got off to, to, to a great start under him and everyone was talking about Sarri, but 
all and all. And I'm, and I'm trying to wonder, you know, where, where did the wheels come off? Because, I mean, um, Sari, for me, I think is the architect of his own misfortune because he's, he's failed to adapt. Mm. You know, he's, he's come with that whole mindset of this is how I want to play. Um, and not, yes, nothing wrong with trying to play in a particular way, but when you realize that you've gotten Golokante, who's a better shield in front of the, the back four, yeah. and you, you choose to, to put Jorginho there and, and push uh, him f- forward. I mean, for me, it doesn't make sense. You've got to try and adapt and say, look, um, what has worked for this team with two years, two seasons ago where we're league champions? Mm. You know, how can, how can I? Bring in the best of my own, uh, uh, you know, system and, and, and give Jorginho less of defensive responsibility because we've seen several times when Chelsea have been caught, uh, napping and Jorginho is the one chasing, uh, players. He's not able to yeah, do he that. He doesn't have the legs. Uh, mm. Conte is probably somewhere, uh, you know, further up the field. And, and, you know, like, like, like Ola mentioned earlier, I mean, Gwenduzi, you know, to dominate both Kante and 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 Jorginho, mm. I mean that says a lot a lot about about him. And then you know, do you also as a coach come out there and try and try something that you've seen fail with Mourinho, which is to try and throw your team under the bus and say you know you can't motivate this these players or you know and then my you know the, the the biggest worry for me is you know you don't you don't play you don't start with a striker. Mm. It is not working for you, but you keep playing, playing the system. Put the strikers that you've got on the from the field. Start with with Giroud. Start with because you've got players who can deliver yeah. uh, the ball in there. You've got uh, Aspilicueta. You've got Alonso. They can mm. deliver uh, this ball. You've got other players. William is one of the best crossers of the ball. Yeah. Vary your system and try and get into the game. Get a goal somehow and then try and play. Because for me, um, um, you know, Arsenal. You know, showed something that that they lack, which is a great fighting spirit. They were they were in the races the entire game, mm. and and so you needed to to try and get back into the game. And you know, um, I didn't see a lot of that, and you know, really disappointing that he's 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 now trying to to find a way to to cast blames left and right. I know they were trying to sign Higuain. Yeah. Um, but if they don't change, change the way they play, the Gwens is going to be, is going to cut a, a lonely figure uh, out there if they, if they don't do that. That's very true. I mean, if you think about it, even if Higuain does come in and then, you know, I guess it will take a lot of pressure off the shoulders of Aiden Hazard to be both you know, creating and at the end of things, uh, sort of messy uh, like, uh, you know, yeah. because I think Hazard at his best is when he's creating, when he's coming from yes. deep and coming with the ball. If you want to play the final pass to him and you've got nobody to do that behind him, it really isn't going to work out. And that's why it took and, 82 and, and, minutes and he walks, I mean, for Chelsea the, the to get their is first shot target. Hazard works, works well when he plays with Giroud. Mm. Because Giroud, Giroud, you know, um, is a good... Uh, if you have Giroud in that team, the, the center backs won't, won't sleep because any, Absolutely. any ball that is in the air, Giroud will get to it before, before even, uh, Meta Saka, who's almost seven foot tall. Mm. But you <laughs> know what, good uh, is. what I find interesting, um, about the whole Higuain thing for me, um, I mean, let's look at the Premier League. Let's look at the top teams, right? Let's look at the top six. Okay. Um, and I'm, stop me when you can see the pattern here, right? You've got, uh, Liverpool, right? Firmino, Salah, Mane. Yeah. Right? Then you've got uh, City, Gabriel, Aguero. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, Tottenham, Son, you know, Son, Kane, Ali. Yeah. Right? Or take Ali out, but Son, Kane, and Lucas. 
okay? Then yeah. take Chelsea out. Then you look at Arsenal, like Hazard, Aubameyang. Yeah. You look at Man United, Rashford, Martial. Yeah. Okay. And Lukaku. Pace. And Lukaku. <laughs> no, no, no. No, take Lukaku out, right? Pace. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. Speed. All those teams up front have pace, speed to burn. Why would you bring Higuain when you can see that clearly the Premier League has become a much faster game? Mm. I mean, it's there's no way game, you're huh? going to outmuscle someone like Virgil van Dijk. Mm. You're going to have to outrun him. Yeah. So why would you bring somebody like Higuain? There's no way you're going to outrun somebody like that, uh, Eric, uh, outmuscle Eric Bailly. Do you know what I mean? In that in that back, or you're gonna outmuscle Alder Ireland yeah. or, or those type of defenders. You're gonna have to run circles around him. So I'm not understanding how Chelsea are just not seeing the trend, right? Caleb Wilson at Bournemouth, right? Mm. Speed. Yeah. Okay. So and when that's you why, sign, that's why teams are you exactly. know, looking at him. So when you sign Higuain, and I'm thinking to myself, you have already Giroud and Morata who to be fair, you know, probably have the same sort of speed and physicality as Higuain. So I'm not point. understanding what is the difference that Higuain is going to bring. Because I can only think. For me, speed is what Chelsea mm. needed. And they should have said, you know what, we need to take a gamble and get Caleb Wilson. Yeah. Uh, you know what, I, I think from our side, it's probably, all it is, is it's not probably not Chelsea. And I don't know, Amika, I don't know if you agree with me. It's maybe not Chelsea that want, um, 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 uh, what's his name? Higuain. Higuain. It's Sari that wants Higuain based on you know their work that they did together at Napoli. I don't know what, yeah, what you think, yeah. Mika. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I, mean, I think he he probably you know and and for me, I, I don't like coaches who um, when they move to a new club they can't work with what they have Absolutely. or even try and work with different kind of yeah. players. They or they always want to go back to the players and and that's one of Mourinho's biggest undoing. He went uh, he wants to get the players that he's worked with before. Mm. You know, and that for me the hallmark of a good manager is when you are able to go. I mean, Jurgen Klopp could easily call on so many players from from Dortmund, but he hasn't mm. done so. And that's that's brilliant. Guardiola, maybe one or two, but for the most part, he tries to avoid that as well and try and work with what what he has. Or probably some players that he admires uh, before Wenger. I, I I love how how Wenger looks for players that are young and and have potential. And you've seen that with Emery, with Emery going to look for Ganduzi from the second division of, in France. He tells you he probably would have wanted to maybe sign him when he was at, at PSG. You know why can't Sari? I mean, he, he he's gone and brought more than 40 players out Yeah, he's, he's got Jorginho. You know, this yeah, Chelsea has enough quality. And, and Mika, I mean, Odoi, Odoi, yes, exactly. Odoi, Bayern wanted him, mm. and we're prepared to pay any amount amount for him. So why, why don't you give those boys a chance? I mean, I mean, Chelsea. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tammy Abraham is a Chelsea player that that they could have easily integrated into their team. But now, now you know they they either selling him or or probably have sold him. I don't I, I don't know. I mean, the point for me is simply that you know work with what you have. Look around. Why do you have all these players out there on loan that you cannot call back? And you find that the, the players go out and they do well. Like Kevin De Bruyne went away, and then they had to. I mean, they 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 they, they begin to wonder. Okay, but what did we do wrong? Salah was there as well. You know so. Those are your players. You know, what, at what point are you going to realize that you've loaned them out five, six times 
maybe they are ready for you. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, I, that's my worry. I guess, I guess I mean that uh, one that question perhaps is just of the model at Chelsea with uh, so many players out on loan, and uh, you know they continue to say. Well, I mean, Sari continues to say that he, he, you know he struggles to motivate this current crop, which is a, a very big statement for me for any coach to make, especially when he's. It doesn't, it doesn't make. Job. It doesn't make sense. How do you how do you motivate? This is a team that dominated England under under Conte two seasons ago. So that inside in in that. In that team is a bunch of winners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, uh, before we move on to the FA Cup, uh, here's a question that uh, perhaps is taking a bit more significance, uh, you know, over the past few weeks and perhaps going forward as well. And you know, before I do ask, uh, pose a question. I was, I was watching Tottenham and I was thinking to myself, when they were still one all, and I, I checked the log, they would have been only two points ahead of Chelsea, which meant there would have been only five points ahead of both United and Arsenal. And that would have meant four teams now battling for the top four spot. But, uh, you know, unfortunately they did, I guess, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for Spurs fans, they did go on and win. But the question I want to ask then, Emika, is that top four, that bracket of top four, it seems now that, you know, there's there's three, and I'm, I'm still going to, I'm still going to, leave Spurs in there. So four teams that are battling to make that top four. How do you think it's going to look like come the end of, of the season? Look, if, 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 Man, if Man United keep winning, um, and, and I don't see why not, um, they, they've got uh, maybe still to play Liverpool and I think Chelsea among the top teams. And City, um, City and okay, Arsenal. And City and Arsenal. So um, it's how they navigate those games mm. because they're winning, and and one thing that happens when you keep winning is is momentum. Yeah. And and then you know this feel good factor of you know I'm loving the way they, the way the boys have responded to to uh, you know uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and how you know they've, they, they, he's, he's allowed them to express themselves. Mm. You know we're getting to a point where where United is looking like the team that could that could potentially have been challenging for the title if Mourinho was sacked a bit earlier because they just keep keep steamrolling teams and um, they, they might get to a point where uh, you know if Kerr's not taking it could be it could be Man United maybe maybe even Arsenal you know yeah uh, pushing Spurs out of that, that position because without Dele Ali uh, they're not going to get enough favors no yeah, they're not going to get enough favors um, like they got from 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 Fulham yeah. because nobody's going to let them off the hook. The Fulham, I think, just let them off the hook um, in in this game, mm. and and that's and that's my worry. They they're going to get to a point where um, Arsenal and and United might might. Be- A bit of a connection problem there uh, with uh, Imika, but uh, it makes a fair point. With uh, with, Actually, with oh, there we go. I'm back. You're alive. Yes, I am here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you're not walking alone. Uh, but uh, he makes a fair point. Uh, with, no, I'm uh, not. <laughs> and uh, with you, Ola, uh, top four. You know, um, I think what makes top four interesting the the team, honestly, the team that holds the key to the top four in all of this mm. is uh, Manchester United mm. because they're going to play all four of those teams yeah. that are currently in the top four and the results there I, I think are going to determine um, you know where every other team finishes because I mean obviously they still have to play uh, Arsenal so they might cancel each other out in some way I think Chelsea's as far as, um, as, as, as well. Liverpool goes I think I, I'll take Liverpool out the picture 
In fact, I think I can take Liverpool and, and City. City. Yeah, I think. Picture, yeah. Right. So it's then down to that third, fourth. So Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, and United. And I think the key, honestly, will be Manchester United. You know how they do against all four of those teams because the first test that they really overcame was Tottenham, mm. and it was away, yeah. and they passed it. And you know they then have to go away to Arsenal. They'll have to go. Uh, um, Chelsea are coming to Old Trafford. Chelsea are coming to Old Liverpool Trafford. Liverpool are coming to Old Trafford. And Liverpool come to Old Trafford. So City are coming to Old Trafford as well. City are coming to Old yeah. Trafford. So I think Manchester yeah, I, I, I think that will, I think that City game, that City game will be it'll be interesting. Yeah. So for me, you know, the way I look at it now, if I were to um, poise it down to those teams, I would just say uh, Liverpool. Gosh, I'm saying Liverpool are going to win the title. Can you imagine? It's starting Liverpool, to become real. Liverpool. I hate it. Man City, Manchester United, Arsenal. In the top four. Yeah. Okay. I think Chelsea, you know, one of the reasons why I think the Spurs are going to fall out because look, um, they, they, they don't have a backup to Harry Kane. They, Son they is really going to be don't. gone for. No, they don't. Uh, a they month. don't at all. And Dele Alli now yeah. is going to be injured. So, I mean, we're talking Son, Kane, Alli. In, in that trio, we're yeah. talking at least 60 goals a yeah. season, you know, 30 or so yeah. coming from Kane alone, yeah. right? And then you look at Chelsea, you know, I, I think Chelsea have hit a bit of an iceberg here, uh, especially in the Arsenal game. I don't know how Sarri's going to, uh, <laughs> you know, um, get the players motivated again after that rant after mm-hmm. the game. And uh, I think this is it for Chelsea. Added to that with Chelsea, remember, Higuain also has, um, hasn't had the best of seasons at AC Milan yeah. as well. Yeah. So he's going to take time to adapt to the Premier mm-hmm. League. So that's not going to happen in his first game or his second game. So you could have a four or five game spell where Without he got in his goal trying to yeah. find his feet. Yeah. And in those four or five games, how many you know of those are Chelsea going to win? Yeah. So that's why I have Chelsea out and uh, Spurs out because of that. And, you know, I think the momentum, you know, will carry United above Arsenal. Also because they do also have a better squad. You know, um, I hate to say that, but uh, I, I don't think if Arsenal went on a 22 game unbeaten run, and Solskjaer and right now is yeah. uh, is seven unbeaten. Maybe this is Solskjaer's time to go in his run, mm. and his run could take him into the top four. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I mean, twenty nineteen is quite is quite interesting because we've got uh, Ola Andy Mika agreeing uh, on the top four. Uh, they're all going for United Arsenal behind. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't and, know which and, which way. And, I guess you both and, agree as well. That's going to be and, Liverpool City. And he's and he's agreeing. He's agreeing. The title is going to is coming to Anfield. So that's good. <laughs> I hate to. It pains me to say that. I hate to. Say I remember. That. I, I remember. I, was, I didn't watch the Liverpool game, Mika, but I looked up and I saw the halftime score, and I was like, "Oh, okay, Crystal Palace." And then next thing, Liverpool are up, and I'm just like, "Ah, come on, come on!" I thought no, that was no, the I, game no, where I, Liverpool are going to start stumbling. Listen, a, a friend of mine who's a United fan said to me that that this Liverpool team looks like the most difficult team to beat now because it's almost like. There's this mindset. Were you buying him a beer? That, That's why. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't. I mean, he he just said he said to me that 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 there's there's this aura, you know, uh, that 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 filtered into the players where they believe that mm. you know until the last minute they can they can still still get a get a result. Yeah. But okay. a, another thing though, can I just add, Amika, to that? Why? I, I really respect this Liverpool team of this season that's gunning for the title over the last teams. Because if you look at it this way, over the last uh, uh, 10 years, right, with Liverpool, they've always had a standout player, right? And I'm going to include Gerard yes. in that, right? And yes. when they've gone for the title, when they're in the title hunt, 
they've always been led by a a, a star player. So now I look yes. at this season, right? There is uh, Salah is getting all the plaudits because he's scoring. But even if you take yes. Salah out there, Mane will step in, Firmino will step in. So there is a, yeah. a, a larger group. I mean, Shaqiri doesn't start, but he's got six goals already. Yeah, exactly. no, no, he's, he's so definitely doing the thing. I think they're, they're not reliant on Salah. They're not reliant you, you on know, one player. The, the game, two games. I'll tell, tell you two games that that, that shows the, the depth of Liverpool. Chelsea's game, Daniel Sturridge comes off the bench and scores a goal. Um, Everton's the Origi game. game. Origi comes <laughs> in and scores a goal. So you know you he scored the goal and then just like Ede went back to the wilderness. Exactly. So I mean, it's 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 kind of weird how how um, you, you know you can't discount anybody in that team. There's there's just a collective will to yeah. drive on. I mean, I, you've had Fabinho play Fabinho play playing centre back. He's, in and he's have, uh, done a fantastic uh, job. Yeah, and you have um, uh, Milner filling in, filling in everywhere except the goalposts. <laughs> 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 oh, man. You know what? I think that Liverpool's best move this season, or the best thing about them, forget uh, Salah, forget, uh, uh, you know, uh, Alisson and goals, forget uh, um, Van Dijk. Liverpool's best move was not starting Jordan Henderson. <laughs> that's, my, yes, that's, yes. that's my two cents. As long yes, as Jordan Henderson yes, stays true. on the bench. He can have the captain's armband all he wants as long as he's on the bench. Oh, but, yeah, but, but I mean, against, against, against Crystal Palace, I think he was probably probably one of the best players. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's because he was up against uh, Jordan Munch in the, in the midfield. I don't know. <laughs> no. When you, when, when you need to battle, you need to battle. No, when you need to battle, you need, you need Henderson. Oh my goodness, Jordan Henderson. Anyway, it looks like he might be lifting the... Oh my goodness, I can't be about to say this. He might be lifting the Premier League trophy come the end of the season. Some, Jordan Henderson. Something Gerard Jar- some, didn't do. Exactly. That's the weird part. I'm sure Jared is sitting there at, at, at Rangers and thinking to himself, bloody hell. How is it that I went throughout <laughs> my career without lifting it? And then here comes Jordan Henderson with his shirt tucked in and looking like a, an English schoolboy about to lift the title <laughs> but uh yeah alex ferguson will be will be even angrier because his description of, of henderson and the way he runs <laughs> <laughs> was spot on that's what he was but uh, there's fa cup that is also coming around and uh, i guess we can't look too far beyond the arsenal and and uh, man united uh, what a game what a game, what a game that will, what a game in prospect i think that absolutely the, the you know, in, in in a few weeks ago, we would have, we would have thought to ourselves, you know, oh, that's not a game to look forward mm-hmm. to. But I think now that, that game has more importance because both teams will want to win the FA Cup, and 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 I think that that um, it will be it be it will be an interesting game to look forward to. And every reason, I guess, for both sides to play a strong outfit. Yes, of course. And uh, you know, this game is actually a first leg to the top four finish. To be completely honest to you, mm-hmm. because um, you know. Whoever wins this game, obviously the losers out of the FA Cup, but then it sort of sets you up in good position, you know, for that game when they do come back at yeah. the same venue yeah. uh, for the second uh, uh, game in the Premier League. So there's a lot to play for in this game. I think both teams can safely say that in terms of silverware, their best chance is the FA Cup. Yeah. Because, I mean, Arsenal in the Europa League, a lot has to really go their way yeah. for them to win. Man United can forget about the Champions League. So, you know, uh, <laughs> the dynamic. FA Cup really presents itself as an opportune uh, situation for both these teams, yeah. for either of these teams to actually pick up silverware. 
And I must say, you know, I'm not as worried about United um, coming into this game, to be honest with you, after what I've seen in the Chelsea performance. Mm. Because for me, the Chelsea performance has given me belief that, you know what, not only can the manager uh, set up the team for a job, but the players can rise to the occasion. And I mean, if one thing you've seen with Arsenal this season that Emery's done, he's made the players rise to the occasion. Look, I know the Liverpool game uh, was a blip and it was unfortunate that they lost by that scoreline. But in fairness, you know, they took the lead, they played well, mm. and Emery set out an attacking team. So when I then have United uh, fans coming at me saying, oh, no, we're on a seven-game unbeaten run, we're going to easily beat... And I'm thinking, guys, you must have not watched Arsenal this whole season. I mean, you look at, you know, from how we started the season, how we played against yeah. Man City, Chelsea, we beat Spurs... Uh, we should have beaten United, we should have beaten Liverpool, should have beaten Chelsea as well at um, Stamford Bridge. You know, Arsenal this year have a belief in them against the top six, whereas over the last, you know, five years of Wenger's tenure, us in the top six, our record was dismal. Mm-hmm. So in this game, I really have, um, I really have Arsenal winning this one. Oh, oh, you're already there? Yeah, I really do have oh, Arsenal winning geez. this one. Okay. All right. Imiga, uh, Arsenal winning this one? Um, I think it's a difficult one to call. I think it might go to penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on the fence. I've never At heard Mika sit just on the agree fence. agree with me, you're just going to go and say <laughs> penalties. Like, there's too much agreeing with, with Ola. I need to just like take a step back. <laughs> okay, I, I will go with United. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll remind the two of you of your predictions. There'll be, there'll be a replay. There'll be a replay. And then... And then <laughs> Uh, well, uh, that's uh, one of the uh, ties to look forward to in uh, the FA Cup that is coming up this uh, next weekend in English football. And uh, before uh, we wrap up, we have to talk about Thierry Henry and uh, the continued struggles over at Monaco, Wimika. And uh, he was absolutely humiliated this past weekend by, I think it was Strasbourg, is it? Yes, Lebo yeah. Motiva Strasbourg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely humiliated by five goals to Strasbourg, one. Strasbourg, that's the league double over Monaco. <laughs> And uh, you know, I just don't I, think I, it's gonna, it's gonna. Uh, I hope, I hope he doesn't get them relegated. If he doesn't, then maybe he has enough time to plan for next season. That's but what if, I'm thinking. Monaco will be yeah. enough with him and allow him to build the team because I, you know it's difficult for for you to come into uh, that kind of thing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, Cherry Henry, um, you know, this is like what you call a baptism of fire mm. for him. Unlike Dan, who was able to rally Real on, on his immediately he came in there. Henry has had a very rough patch, um, and and I hope for for his sake that he's able to to uh, pull something under the club. You know, perseveres with him and gives him a chance to to stop. You know, I, I said this from the moment Monaco appointed Andre, and I said that this was just a bad decision, not only for the club, but also for Thierry Henry. Because look, obviously every manager, the goal is to start managing um, at some point the, the top teams yeah. uh, in the world or in the respective league that you're managing, yeah. right? And I think Thierry Henry bit off a bit more than he could chew because... When I looked at what he walked into at Monaco, first of all, Henri had no coaching record, Mm. okay? He was an assistant, had no team that he was, even if he had an under 21 gig, I would at least say, okay, there's experience there. He had no coaching resume and he comes in and he has to turn Monaco around. Mm. And that was a massive job. And why I think this will be a huge knock on his coaching profile is because you look at uh, managers that are managing small teams, 
clubs, right? You look at someone like Frank Lampard at Derby. Frank Lampard can come back and say, look, I took Man United out of the um, Capital One Cup, yeah. right? And I took Southampton out of the FA Cup. Oh, sorry, I took Southampton out of the um, Capital One Cup yeah. as well. I've taken two Premier League teams. So that's Frank Lampard's, that's what he has on his CV. Should he knock on the door on a bigger team? Look, who knows how long sorry has got uh, to last at Chelsea, yeah. right? So that could be Frank Lampard. Whereas you look at Thierry Henry from the wilderness, being an assistant manager, takes a Monaco job and a job where he's got a, a, a budget, he's got some of the best players in the world, some of the best young players in the world, and he's, the team is sitting second from bottom. So you then ask yourself, what has Thierry Henry actually done in terms of you know, his coaching abilities? And you can only say he's taken Monaco backwards. So now why would you, if you're a team uh, looking for a manager, why would you even think of touching Thierry Henry mm. when he had a big club with all the resources, best young players in the world? They signed some top talent heading yeah. into the season. Why would you even touch Thierry Henry going forward? And I fear that this will be the reason why Thierry Henry might not get a bigger job than this for a very, very long time. And I think well, well, it, maybe, it, it could maybe, be a one and out for will, him. He will come back to, like, like, like Gary, Gary Neville, he'll come back to TV and and then maybe... Uh, and that's Martinez it with Gary Neville. I don't job. see Gary Neville going back to manage any other yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely not. But, absolutely. but like I said, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope they, they, they give him a chance um, and he doesn't get them relegated. And hopefully, even, he, even, even if he does, fresh. maybe why not go down with them and get that experience that way? Oh, I, you, you know, <laughs> guys, we're talking about a team that was in the Champions League semi-finals. You know, no, like they, some they two fire, seasons ago. Fire, if he gets them relegated, he'll fire him. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it will happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, in closing, as well, Emiko, before we let you go, uh, we we said uh, I think a week ago, and we spoke about if Olegana Solskjaer continues to win, perhaps that permanent job should well united should start seriously considering if you ask, if you ask me now yeah. if you ask me now i'll say i'll say give him leave him leave him to do the job because there's one thing that Ole Gunnar soldier has is he's got the united spirit mm-hmm. and and that for me is is very important it shows that um just like liverpool of old you know you get a player who has the the, the club's editors and can yeah. uh, as a coach and, you know can impart that on the players I, I mean, the, the team is doing well now. Why? Why? It's not broken. Why can't it? Mm. Okay. Kola, your stance? Yeah, look, I, I, they've got nothing to lose if they pull like another Di Matteo situation and, uh, you know, give him maybe a two, three-year contract beyond that. They've got nothing to lose because, mm. you know, you look at where Manchester United are. You know, you, you survived more years. You survived the Van Gaal era. So... What, what, what could be any worse? Mm. You know, Solskjaer can't be any worse. See, I don't know. Are you saying unless he can, he'll finish eighth? Is that what you fear? <laughs> That's not going to happen. So, look, um, again, strike when the iron's hot. And, you know, the guy's putting in the results. He's got the team playing well. Why change it? Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll continue to monitor that situation because, uh, you know, as far as reports are concerned coming out of England is that the United board are now starting to seriously consider that, you know, uh, maybe Solskjaer is the answer, but Poch is still very much the number one choice. So that is for that is it, rather, for episode number 22. Uh, by the time we do meet again, uh, there will be some Nippon Cup results, there will be some FA Cup results as well, and we'll be continuing to have a chat about both the South African game, the African game, and of course, the European game as well. From myself, Loazizi Kubu. I'm Kola Makwaza. Imika, we're waiting for you.
alone, Emeka. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. I'm not walking alone. <laughs> 